0: And welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, a spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And uh, if you don't follow us anywhere besides this podcast, uh, you may not have seen all of the wacky shenanigans and adventures we got up to in (laughs) California for Midsummer Scream yes and uh i I'd, I'd be shocked if
1: you haven't seen it somewhere by the way that uh all of us have been incessantly sharing. <laughs> it it's clear that we had an okay time. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was pretty
0: alright. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, we got uh lots of questions about how the event was what it is and so this is our recap episode. We're going to talk about what we did uh what it was like if you should go all of those good things yeah i'm uh i'm excited to
1: reminisce it's been gosh we've we been home t- two weeks two weeks now yeah holy heck wow I know. uh so yeah i'm excited to reminisce i miss it already
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> All right. Well, just just to set the scene, uh, we did get some questions about what exactly Midsummer Scream is. Um, so, this event um, is held in Long Beach, California, and it is a Halloween and horror convention. So, if you've been to like a comic convention or an anime convention. Uh, It is just like that. Um, So there is a vendor floor um, with lots of spooky vendors. There are panels and presentations and performances and just lots of lots of cool vibes. Lots of people there who are into spooky stuff. I really liked this
1: particular convention because I feel like there are a fair amount of horror conventions Mm -hmm. like that are very based in, you know, horror movies and that that aspect of the community but i feel like uh midsummer scream does a really good job of implementing like the halloween love like there's a lot of cozy good like just spooky vibes as well not just you know extreme (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I definitely like when I when I first walked into the vendor floor, I was a little bit like, oh my, because of course you know one of the first you know <laughs> things you walk in is a big haunt you know advertisement, and then there was like a booth full of like terrifying rubber masks, and those are those are definitely not my preferred <laughs> ways to to celebrate my my Halloween vibes, uh, but throughout the convention there are just tons of different options um kind of for whatever your wherever your passions lie in the world of spooky things
1: you didn't enjoy being greeted by that
0: haunting cow woman no i mean <laughs> she was pretty cool but i was like mm, no 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 cow woman and, and pig men for me thank you <laughs> one of the other things uh, that's special about midsummer scream is it does have um a focus on haunts and on haunted attractions so they have something called the hall of shadows where it's kind of like a almost like a like a like a mini show floor where people who produce haunts are kind of showing off their creativity um their effects and i i went part way i went part way <laughs> in <laughs> like so so kind of the beginning part they had it set up um the theme was like a neighborhood which was really cute so each different house was something spooky so there was one that was like a crazy clown house and there was a trick-or-treat themed house there was a gremlins house um but they do also have like mini haunts uh set up in there and i did not go in any of those but mitch <laughs> could tell you about that but
1: i did yeah <laughs>
0: um yeah the honestly the hall of shadows in
1: as a whole was my one of my top p- parts of midsummer scream i um I think it was just, it felt like Halloween in there. Like, mm-hmm. that, like you said, the neighborhood was so cool. Um, they had, you know, different people who were associated with each of the designs, like uh, in costume, handing out candy. Like you could literally like walk up and down and trick or treat. The little neighborhood it was so cute. Um, but yeah, so I, I did go with James and Bianca into some of the, the mini haunts in the back. They were honestly really fun. And I I have been a person who does not do haunted houses in mm-hmm. in my past. <laughs> um, but these were really I, I I enjoyed it because the way they were presenting it was very much to show like, here's what we've created. Like, and so many of them had really unique takes on scares like one of my favorite ones i believe it was no it wasn't corona haunt crud i don't remember which one it was but it was this like church (laughs) facade this really kind of creepy church facade and um one of the rooms they had a guy like laying across rafters like above you and he had these giant hands props that would like swipe down and i have i have been through many haunted houses in my day I've never been scared from above that was <laughs> <laughs> that was really really uh cool and unique and uh and now this was the the corona haunt I believe um my favorite thing that they had a room in one of the haunts where it looked like you were inside like the guts of a pumpkin um and it was all like black lit and the pumpkin guts were like stringing down the walls and they had all these jack-o'-lantern faces that were lit up like in the wall it was so cool um yeah so i really i really enjoyed that um i i liked that the they were mini haunts so each one to walk through probably took five minutes max and that's like about the appropriate amount of of time for me to be scared (laughs) like anything past that i start getting overstimulated but that uh if you if you happen to attend in the future and you're somebody who doesn't love a haunted house this is a really it's like like haunted house micro dosing <laughs> you get the little bump of scare and all the actors were really like fun and like having a good time with it they weren't trying to like ruin our lives they were <laughs> they were they were playing with us and um yeah it, it was really a blast i had i had a lot of fun. i'm glad that I, I i didn't know that i was gonna do that because i historically probably wouldn't have Um, But going through it with some friends and just knowing we were there to see what
0: they'd created and have a good time i'm really glad i ended up doing it yeah i did watch um and if you haven't seen midge did put up her like recap video um of the trip Mm -hmm. and watching some of it i may maybe next time i'll I'll give it a shot
1: (laughs) well and the nice thing was too james was a a trooper and like a hero for me (laughs) um if you guys don't know james that halloween bro um he's a great he's all over instagram with like some of the funniest reels and tiktoks you've ever seen um but he had gone through them the first day with miranda and some folks um, yeah, so he
0: was prepared
1: he w- well and the funny thing though was if you watched the video you know he still got the shit scared yeah. out of him every <laughs> single time which is so funny like i was like james where, didn't you come through this yesterday and he's like yeah but it was different <laughs> <laughs> With, um, with so
0: much of that stuff, it's the anticipation, though, too. Oh, like, absolutely. E- e- even watching on the video, it's always like, I know that this thing is going to jump out and scare me. Like, I can tell that this is where it's going to be, but right. it's still just as scary when it happens.
1: You're not right. You know, that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he went first, which was nice. And then also, he kind of gave me the DL on, like, which houses were more tame versus yeah. which ones were more like <laughs> so we went through kind of the the chiller haunts so maybe that's the gameplay for you next year yeah. is like <laughs> we'll send out some scouts <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. gotta get gotta get the preview <laughs> yeah
0: yeah all right well after the the hall of shadows um Obviously, the vendor floor is huge at Midsummer. Show. Oh, my God. Over over 300 vendors, I think they said. I still feel like even on the very last day as we were like walking through, like trying to like catch some of the last ones we knew we wanted to see, I would like turn a corner and be like, I didn't see any of this. Like, Oh, I know for a fact. I spent hours on this vendor floor and I still did not see, certainly did not see every vendor. No,
1: I know for a fact I missed a good third of it at at minimum. Um and honest I think because the rows that they had, like you know, the yeah. like the banners, <laughs> the, the, the Shechttober banner. <laughs> um some of them were I mean it was labeled like i I don't know if that was just the rows like one through seven or whatever, but they were up to the seven hundreds as far as booth numbers. And mm-hmm. then like so I think there were more than three hundred vendors there there were so
0: it felt like five or 600 like it was so many (laughs) yeah it was crazy and there there there's just a a really big variety it's pretty much like anything spooky you could want to buy um they had it there is you know just like cool t-shirts lots of artists um both both, uh visual like um, drawings and paintings as well as sculptures and other fascinating creations um other clothing parasols accessories candles just anything and like like we said before spooky masks and like really like horror related things yeah really cool mask makers i wish that's the one thing i wanted (laughs) that i didn't get because i was like how am i gonna get a, like sculpted mask home. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was the struggle. I would say the main struggle uh, for those of us who are non-California locals mm-hmm. was it was just like, how am I going to get this stuff home? <laughs> I had so many people commenting on my YouTube video and being like, "Midge,
1: just ship it home."
0: And I'm like, "Have y'all?" looked at the price of shipping anything right right now (laughs) yeah especially like like or there was you know i know that you showed it off in your video but like there was someone who made like incredibly detailed like pumpkin sculpture portraits oh my god yeah there you know those like reusable pumpkins and just like all like hand sculpted i would have loved to have one of those but like it would certainly not have gone on the plane with me and so, and it was one of those things where it was like, if I'm going to ship it home, I might as well just wait order and it, order it right. and get it shipped to my house anyway. <laughs> so, but that it, is, but it nice was really cool to see everything in person so that you know where to shop later.
1: Right. Yeah. And you get like, yeah, that that's the nice thing is you can like get everybody's business cards and you're mm-hmm. seeing the like quality of the product in real time. Um, and, man people are really crazy talented (laughs) the the different artists and things I, i i yeah i could have spent all my money just on the vendor floor alone
0: yeah it was it was fabulous and they did have um a row of like um signings and photo ops so that's pretty common at like a comic con or other like pop culture convention where you have actors or directors creators of all kinds um that are available um some of whom you can purchase a photo op or an autograph from um we also very luckily as some of you saw on instagram met christine mcconnell on the floor which was just a huge 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 <laughs> highlight one a, definitely prob like i felt like i was gonna hyperventilate <laughs> when we, were, we so some of you may have heard this story um But we had just come out of the Hall of Shadows um, on Saturday morning and um, saw someone um, who is a podcast fan in line. Um, It was Girl with the Curl, right? Yeah, which I actually think she changed her handle to Ghoul with the Curl now. Very good. (laughs) I love it. Um, But uh, she said, hey, and we were taking photos and chit-chatting and like slow-mo glanced over to the side and (laughs) realized she was waiting in line to meet christine mcconnell who was sitting right there in all all of her spooky vintage glory and beauty and um uh, 100% got jump scared Midge literally by christine fell McConnell. on the floor <laughs> in, in excitement yeah. um and of course we immediately also got in that line <laughs> yeah
1: which and yeah because she i mean like you just said there was that signing line at the front of the con in the 100s row Mm -hmm. and christine was like in the back by herself clearly nobody knew she was back there yeah um i think we waited what four people ahead of us yeah we got like right in there crazy um and holy hell she is the nicest human being I have so ever had nice. the pleasure
0: of speaking to <laughs> just so incredibly sweet and thoughtful and just you know uh some, you know obviously you know it's tough when you are a a celebrity meeting lots of people <laughs> and you know everyone's going through and what are you gonna say to some people but like she did not make it feel like that at all like you no. really felt like she was So happy to meet you, and really invested, and wanted to hear about your project and why you were excited to meet her, and was just also just so otherworldly beautiful. Like, I got I got more than one person message me when I posted the photo and be like, "Is that really her? It looks it looks like like a wax figure (laughs) because she looks so immaculate." (laughs) Yeah, no, she literally looks exactly like she
1: looks in photos in real life, which is unfair to the rest of us for sure (laughs) right um yeah and like penny said just i mean she probably spent a solid five to seven minutes with each of us like really talking to us um like i I feel like she's the opposite of never meet your heroes like (laughs) she's exactly not only exactly what i hope she would be but even like more than that um and then like and then she followed all of us on instagram I question or.
0: Thank <laughs> you. we love you <laughs>
1: like uh, like i don't know you i mean i've met you know a, a decent amount of like different types of quote celebrities or whatever and they're always like nice about stuff and she was like oh yeah like i'll you know do this or i'll follow that and you're like okay like i know you're being nice but then she actually like followed through which i i think Is, yeah, just a testament to how, like, she really gives a crap about her community and everything. She's awesome. And then we got to go to her panel, which was awesome and really cool and informative.
0: Yeah, I would say her. So. I unsurprisingly to any of you guys I am a big nerd so I always am like most interested in like the panels and the programmings at conventions <laughs> and have often been like there wasn't enough good stuff like I went to uh Wizard World Chicago a couple of years ago definitely you know in the in the before times is
1: and it was kind of Harry like,
0: Potter thing No actually oh. it's <laughs> like I have I have also been to Harry Potter conventions um but w- Wizard World is like a like a big brand convention like they hold it's like a comic and pop culture convention they hold them in a bunch of different places oh, i actually God. went to this one because i had bought a meeting greet with sebastian stan and then he canceled oh, so
1: no.
0: Sai, i mean he he was filming <laughs> it's fine i understand but i it was one of those things where like you couldn't refund your ticket and that was the main reason i wanted to go That's but then i got there with me and planet comic-con with elvira yep. this year yeah yeah <laughs> yep. But then I got there and like the panels weren't great, in my opinion. Like they had a couple like really big name panels, but like you had to wait for hours and hours to get into those. Mm. And like, none of the like smaller programming was very interesting, in my opinion. <laughs> like it was definitely a, an afterthought kind yes. of thing. <laughs> it was like, uh, sure, yeah, you can do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really so that is to say for shitting out the world uh, to say that I really enjoyed um, the programming. Um, at Midsummer Scream I thought yeah. that they had a really good mix um, on like their main stages of different types um, of content like you had like horror stuff you had haunt related stuff you had more like creator focused stuff um, and there was even um, I went to a like a vintage Halloween and like haunted house history panel um, that was really cool as well as they had like a lot of different like artists and performance programming throughout the day um, but yeah, Christine's panel was one of my very, very favorites. I love, too, that they had the the podcast lounge yeah. that featured a
1: lot of um, live podcasting and stuff of different um, podcasts. And then also, like, they had different kind of like they had the the um, Hocus Pocus with the cast from that doing mm-hmm. like a live thing with a podcast. Um, yeah, that was I mean, obviously Penny and I are podcast mm. fans and podcast mm. nerds, so that was really cool to get to go to some live recording.
0: Podcast-related programming. How interesting. What a what a thing to be to be a part of. Yeah. That maybe. would sure be fun. What, wouldn't that be neat if we could do something like that? That would be so cool. That would be like that was I think we talked a little bit a lot at the event about like manifesting things and how mm-hmm. we were all like, we got to meet Christine. We're doing this. We're doing that. I've achieved this. And I was just like, me and Ned, are going to, we're going to do a live podcast at an event someday. I'm, I'm, I, manifesting I had entered
1: this year with the understanding in my, in my, you know, Gemini moon brain where I'm constantly, um. Making delusions of grandeur, uh, where I was like, "Well, this is my year to enjoy the con before next year when Penny and I will be featured in the podcast lounge. <laughs> yes, make <laughs> like it I, happen!" <laughs> like I was, I was already there in my head. I was like, "Well, next year, Ghoul's Night is on the on the
0: docket, so better make the most of it." <laughs> Hell yeah! This is okay. This is a complete side note. I don't know if any of our <laughs> other fans, uh, fans, any of our other listeners are fans of. Uh, the McElroy brothers and like my brother, my brother and me. Mm. Um, but they, they had a whole side podcast called the McElroy brothers will be in trolls too, where they were just like, <laughs> we are, we are manifesting that we are going to be voice acting in trolls too. And they did. So there That's you go. Hilarious. So, so right now we are starting a sub podcast called who's night in will be, be, be acting summer, summer scream. scream.
1: <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Uh, do, should we do we bring up the uh, the conversation we had with Miss Miss Thang Miss oh. Christine? <laughs> oh yes. Um. So we did when we did meet with Christine. We told her that she is our dream podcast guest, and she said that she was interested. Um. Yeah. So. Like, we didn't will, miss a beat. Was literally, yeah. like, do
1: you, do you film that remotely? And we're like, yeah. She was yeah. like, oh,
0: cool. Let's do it. So, <laughs> like, so we'll see. Maybe maybe you will hear the the fabulous Miss Christy McConnell on a future episode of ghouls Night In. We would absolutely love to have her, and would would need many many deep breaths. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for all of our uh, listeners who are definitely, I'm sure we have witches in the audience, uh, send send manifestation good vibes to us for, for that to come
0: through. <laughs> uh, but yeah, her cir- circling back <laughs> to her panel <laughs> mm-hmm. where we started this conversation, uh, it, was, it was just really good. It was so nice to hear her talk about some of her projects. Um, they kind of like went through like a slideshow. Um, of images of like different projects she's done different photos she's created and she talked a bit about kind of the work that went into them the stories behind them um, gave us some sneak previews of the things that she's doing next which is so exciting oh my God. Um, excited yeah. to see her do another monster house this year that she said that she'll be doing at her new place which would be so cool um, and Uh, It was just wonderful, wonderful to hear from her, even though I know that she she wasn't feeling very well and she was losing her voice a little bit, but was such a trooper to come and talk forever (laughs) anyway. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the
1: panel was great. Also, this just popped into my head, and while I'm thinking about it, because you know my brain doesn't hold information for very long, uh, panel-wise, if y'all decide to attend this conference in the next, you know, a couple years, spring for the gold bat pass, just do it. Um, so the, there are different levels of entry into the conference and there's like general admission. And then the next step up is gold bat. Um, and that pass basically grants you, uh, early access lines to things like the panels and you, you get like front row. Like when, when we went through the haunts, we didn't have to wait in line. We went right in, um,
0: what else i mean it does all like you you get get um you get in an hour earlier every day so like it opens um so you get an extra hour on the vendor floor before it's open to general admission yeah uh so if any of you (laughs) you may have seen some of my posts i foolishly did not purchase the gold bat and was like that's fine like i've never bought vip at a convention before like It can't be that big of a deal. And then I'm narrator. It was (laughs) that big of a deal. Uh, Yeah. After the very first night of checking in with registration, which. Was, in general, um, not handled super well. That was probably the, the low point of the convention. Yeah. Uh, definitely s- were a bit rusty um, with getting people, you know, checked in and ready to go. Uh, but yeah, I was stuck in the general admission line. And I kept texting our group chat being like, the peasants are revolting. We're <laughs> mad out here.
1: <laughs> Penny was a little lobster lady by the time she joined I us. because She had been out in the sun I for like so two weird. hours. <laughs>
0: Uh, but but thankfully um a member of our of our group had a spare spare gold bat um that they were they willing to pass on to me so shout shout out to all hallows geek you are my yeah. hero uh, <laughs> thank you mike and misty thank you mike and misty um but yeah it was 100% worth it like every time we would do something and like so they had, so you line up like separately. So there would be like a gold bat line for panels and a GA line. And so, and if you missed, if you weren't like lined up in the gold bat line and they were still letting in the general admission line, you got to just walk right in. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely worth it. If, especially if you are like interested in seeing panels, like if there are people that you're really excited to see, um, I would definitely go for it. Speaking of which our gold bat was uh yes.
1: the reason that we were able to be in the front row of a of a panel <laughs>
0: uh, of a very a very special panel uh so i this is well we'll see it'll be a it'll be a future episode some future episodes for sure, but we've already talked on this podcast um about being huge fans of both Brian fuller and obviously the scream franchise um yeah. We are big big fans of those, um, and Fangoria Magazine um, had a panel called Making Horror Fun Again, um, which featured Brian, um, Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream, and Michael, uh, I've lost his last name. I literally um, have talked about this 12 times in the last
1: five days, and I can never remember his last name.
0: We're, we're sorry if you ever hear this, Michael, uh, but he wrote Freaky and Happy Death Day, no he did not no he he was not involved with that thing. okay Um, sorry i got mixed up with someone mentioning that
1: they are those are i think yeah he brought it up a lot because they're definitely his
0: writing is in that same kind of genre yes uh but they were there talking about writing for horror about like and it, it was interesting because like the the kind of the concept of the panel was like having fun with horror um but They all all three of them are gay men and so they ended up talking a lot about like queerness and representation. Yeah, definitely ended up being awesome. a panel
1: about being gay which was awesome <laughs> right i was like even better hell yeah <laughs> oh um uh, i gave it a goog michael kennedy is michael the kennedy. is yes. the gentleman who was uh, also featured who i i did not know him going in and i really enjoyed listening to him speak. yeah
0: yeah i i was like i had heard of freaky i ha- have not seen it but i really enjoyed like his perspective and all of kind of the stuff he was chatting about so i am interested in learning more about his I, work
1: i did end up uh watching it while i was quarantined with the coof this oh. week <laughs> um it, it was fun it's really it, freaky was a fun movie it's it's camp like it's yeah. definitely not taking itself seriously at all um and it's not like it wasn't like, wow, this is incredible film, like cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really, really fun. I,
0: I would I recommend it if you're looking for just a, a, a good old comedy horror romp. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, as Midge said, um, we, so that that was like the primary thing on both of our lists for Sunday mm-hmm. <laughs> was to go see this panel. And so we kind of, we had it up there fairly early. And I think, I think it's because of Hocus Pocus that we got such good spots I think because you're absolutely correct. Yeah. There was a live podcast recording um, with um, Max and Allison from Hocus Pocus, which I was also interested to go to, but I was like, I am focused on this Finkoria panel. Yeah, I gotta I gotta see Brian, <laughs> and so we ended up being like behind like four people waiting in line in mm-hmm. in the, like the VIP line for it, and even one of the volunteers was like, "You guys probably don't have to wait around; like, you're gonna get in," but we were like. Well, like we're just gonna be sitting somewhere else. So we'll just stay, we'll just stay right here. And we ended up getting front row for the panel. I'm and so glad that we stayed too, because he was like, You too. can probably show up like
1: fifteen minutes before yeah. since you're gold bat and like fifteen minutes before the lines were wrapped around like downstairs.
0: Real yeah, because re- yeah, I think people were at the hocus pocus thing, and so mm-hmm. it wasn't like an early line, but then A ton of people came over from there or from another, you know, program. And there was a big line by the time we got in and we even ended up sitting like directly in front of Brian, which was just, you know, a complete crapshoot because there were just four chairs um, set up on there for the three of them and their moderator. And he was right there. And I was freaking out um, because as many of you who follow me know, uh, this was my birthday also. Yeah. Uh, so I, w- I was riding, I was riding that, that Leo birthday high and, and feeling <laughs> it. And I was like, this is, this is it. I'm seeing him. And I, I had, I had, I think I tweeted or I, I definitely like messaged some friends and I was like, I'm seeing Brian Fuller at Midsummer scream on my birthday. Like if I got to like meet him or say hi to him, like, my life would be entirely made. Like, I can die right here at 33. Much. <laughs> I was like, I know that like the likelihood is not super high. Like I was like, it's much more likely that I'll get to meet Christine just because, you know, she is m- more approachable yeah. <laughs> than that. And I knew that like, he wouldn't, he certainly wouldn't be just like wandering around. Right. And I was like, oh, but if I got to say hi or got a photo, like that would be everything. Um. So we, enjoyed this fabulous panel um listening having so many so many laughs and just a good time um and of course when they asked if there were audience questions stuck my hand directly up in the air
1: and which i don't know if y'all know this about penny um but she does sometimes stand out in a crowd with her (laughs) Green hair and like her. I, you know,
0: I I was about to say the moderator was like, "Ooh, green hair," and I was like, "Hell yeah!" This well, is what you were, it's for. You were
1: wearing your like your birthday dress here in this bright orange like dress yes. with a bat headband. Like yes. she was, she was like a beacon glowing in the front row. It was awesome. Yes. I, tr- I
0: my goal for that day. I was like, "I'm a Halloween princess" because it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yep, uh, the moderator called on me, and I. I I don't even I was like freaking out and was like trying to think of a really good question because I also like I have a million questions for Brian Fuller specifically, Mm -hmm. but like I didn't want to be that person who's just like, I have a question for one of you because it had been a really good panel and like they were all I wanted to hear all of their thoughts. So I was kind of like, what is a good question like that applies to everybody on this panel? Um, and I, I was like, oh, like, it's the best birthday present uh, to see you and see this great panel today. And Brian, like, immediately was like, it's your birthday? What's your name? <laughs> and, uh, and then you said
1: your name and he said, <laughs> Benny? <Yeah. laughs> You're like no Benny, Penny. Benny.
0: Why would it be Benny? I know. Uh, but then he started. He started saying "Happy birthday" and everybody in the room saying "Happy birthday" to me, and it felt like it felt. It was like it still feels fake. Like yeah, it feels like like I don't know if you've seen this when like someone tells like a story online that sounds like too good to be true and like someone there's like a meme of someone replying and being like yeah and then I did a kickflip and everyone applauded (laughs) yeah it it feels like me being like and then I did a kickflip and everyone applauded but it was true (laughs) it was real Midge took video of it so you know it really happened
1: yeah I'm glad that I was recording at that point because I think
0: we both would have been like did that just happen like if it (laughs) if Uh I hadn't Oh my goodness. Yep. So that was that was just the best, the best possible birthday present. It was so wonderful. Um and then they had was, he was so kind and he was wearing his little bug shirt. And he was his wearing his little a shining, socks. Shirt and shining socks. So <laughs> cute. So cute. <laughs> and because we were front row, we were able to like dart up super fast at the end and obviously he recognized me with my green hair and everything <laughs> from there and we talked to him about pushing daisies and he he seemed like delighted that someone wanted to talk about pushing daisies which made me so happy
1: i did notice like it was one of my favorite i'm like holding on to this little bit in my heart for the rest of eternity um when he he or the moderator um said um Sorry, my brain literally just stopped working. Um, <laughs> it, it, they they were talking about um, the things he had worked on. Brian had worked on, and yeah. while I'm thinking about it too, I wanted to point out uh, the moderator. Her name is Nay Beaver. Oh, she um, was awesome. She was an incredible moderator, and she is one of the like consultants on the upcoming Queer for Fear documentary that's coming yeah. to Shutter this fall. Um, and I, I definitely check her out as well. Really really awesome um anyway i think nay had asked about uh like things he had worked on and brian said something about like does anybody know pushing daisies and of course i yes let out a a, a scream that i scrum
0: quite a hoot Uh,
1: (laughs) a hoot and a holler um but i brian like looked down at me and like winked and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna pass out (laughs) oh my gosh i feel like that is like one i mean the people who know Pushing Daisies are hardcore fans, yes. but like, it is like a weird, I feel like not a lot of, it's one of his lesser known things, especially like in a post Hannibal world.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. There were definitely a bunch of fanables, um, mm-hmm. with like their flower crowns in the front row, which same hard, same, uh, but I also <laughs> love Pushing Daisies. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I, uh, well, I didn't know if you were about to move on from this panel. I wanted to, no, go for it. I wanted to very quickly talk to you about Kevin Williamson, yes. um, Because, I mean, if y'all are just getting to the podcast, go back and listen to the Scream episode. Because (laughs) I am a a huge, huge, huge Scream franchise fan. I'm a huge Kevin Williamson fan. Um, And one thing I really loved about this panel, like Penny said, obviously they were all the men speaking are queer men. Um, I believe that um, Michael is latino or like but it was i mean i think yeah. they did they did a good job acknowledging the fact that it was still like three mostly white people talking about horror yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and uh something that kevin talked about that i particularly appreciated like the the panel in general was not shy about talking about the parts of horror that we we still have to work and improve upon and kevin made a point of talking about like that when they made the first scream film he said like we did not set out to make a white horror movie <laughs> but we did yep. and i now have to like take accountability for the fact that i also didn't do anything to not make it that way and yep. they, they spent a really good amount of time talking about just you know race and gender dynamics in horror and like how do we and and this was kind of how it played into the like making horror fun again it was like how do we have horror movies that are fun and scary but don't when we have these characters who are people of color who are queer people who are you know women or different like different than what we see represented all the time how do we make the the terror of the film not about the trauma that those people experience Mm -hmm. as marginalized people and that was a a discussion I was so excited to see happening at a huge on a huge like I mean obviously it's not like a national scale but that room was full to the brim with people
0: on the main stage and on the main stage yeah primary programming yeah I really appreciated that too because I also like I didn't think it was going to be like that because no. obviously I saw who well, and I s like I saw who was gonna be on the panel because I right. think that like the idea of like a lot of people would it could easily be like, oh, horror should be fun. You shouldn't be thinking about political stuff. Yes and blah blah blah. And like they all were like, horror has always been political. Horror yes. is about survival. It is inherently about identity and about like people and that doesn't mean that it can't be fun which i really appreciated because i i could have seen like if it was you know that concept with a, a different crowd like you could mm-hmm. easily be like why can't we just kill people like we used to and it's like it's never been like that like you are what? you are imagining something that did not exist
1: yeah and that's yeah nay in particular she kept saying like horror has always been political and yep. i appreciated that and like now too this is a smidge off topic i apologize but like in the wake of, um, if y'all have not watched, so pray um, that yes. just came out on Hulu, uh, incredible. And is so now good. like, Hulu is like one of their number one streamed things of all time at this point. Um, and in the wake of that, having just been to that panel, cause there are so many people that, that movie is also receiving a lot of backlash. People like, why does, why does it have to be woke? <laughs> like, and so I, I, yeah, I was just really impressed and excited and it didn't come off virtue signaling or performative. No, like yeah. it was an honest conversation about where horror is going and where it has to go, where it has to change, um, to continue telling relevant stories. And that was, that was a highlight of the weekend for me. Mm. So, uh, applause to all the people involved in making that panel happen. It was, it was really something special.
0: Yes, very much agreed. And I think for, for even like Kind of similar reasons, one of the other highlights for both of us um, was the Girl That's Scary um, podcast recording. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a fabulous podcast. Uh, definitely check it out. I had I hadn't been familiar before. I saw them announce for Midsummer Scream, but like listened to a few to kind of be ready,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it was so good. And I really I think they I think I heard that they had recording issues, so they may not they be able to release and... um, that episode. Which is a bummer because one of my favorite uh, parts of it was um after so they were talking about um kind of like horror that shaped them uh things like that and they had um, a lot of audience participation where they had people come up to say like what was the first horror movie that like you bought or like what is the first horror movie that really impacted you Mm -hmm. and it's just so it was so cool to hear like a bunch of different perspectives from people about like what really scared them and what they've connected to over the years yes
1: and uh Jazz and Cat, I've had the pleasure of kind of knowing them through one of my college friends who runs another um, wonderful podcast called Nightmare on Fierce Street, Uh, Sheree Bohannon and Trent Reese. They do a great job with that. Um, They not only was that recording great and they did such a wonderful job. One of my favorite parts of the weekend, too, was... Uh, our our wonderful friend Bianca from Spooky Melon and Magic surprised us. We did not know yes. she was coming. She took the red eye from New York and surprised that's us all amazing. on Saturday morning. Uh, the way that Jazz and Cat like embraced Bianca and got, she really—I mean—that's I, part of the reason I would love to have that recording too, is to hear mm-hmm. Bianca speak with them because yeah. that was so so amazing and um, I, I I loved. I can't wait. Go follow Bianca, guys. Like, she's going to be the one of us that, like, freaking takes off and is, like, on the travel channel within the year. I guarantee it. Uh, (laughs) um, But, like, watching – and this happened multiple times throughout the weekend. Girl That Scary, I think, was the moment for Bianca. But it happened for all of us at different points. Like, watching my friends who are incredible, creative, smart, wonderful people – get to have these moments where I watched like the light light up inside of them you know meeting other people who are passionate about the the specific niche within the community that they are like that was the coolest part (laughs) like and like being in a a room full of freaking people who love what you love as much as you love it is one of the best things I think I mean that's why we go to conventions, right? Like yeah. that's that's the whole point. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely, please. Uh, I go go listen to Girl That's Scary. It's really really good. Um, I I love what they do at that podcast. It's fun and it's funny, but it's also um, really informative and really they do a great job of again what we're talking about with the panel, like breaking down the 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 issues within horror and how do we, how do we make it better? Um, If you're a, if you're a lover of uh, enjoying your horror from an intersectional experience, (laughs) check them out and
0: nightmare on fear street as well. Yes. Oh man. Oh, and I was just looking at it and I was like, well, we're probably ready to wrap up. And then I realized we didn't even talk about the drag show. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which was another huge highlight and another, you know, just example of bringing in different perspectives Mm -hmm. and different artists and you can have the coolest stuff. Yeah. So we had a night of the living drag, which was produced by Peaches Christ, who, if you are a drag fan, you have definitely heard of her work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super, super influential um, drag performer and has put together pretty much like when you see like those like drag parody kind of productions. Um, Most of those are Peaches Christ and, she put together an amazing show for Midsummer Scream. She is was- also uh,
1: yes. Jinx's drag
0: mom. Yes. For, if if you're not into the more
1: like fringe stuff of <laughs> of uh, if you're like only a drag race person, you probably know Jinx. So Peaches yeah. is Jinx's drag mother
0: yeah and it was it was such a fun show it was very weird to me that it was at like three in the afternoon
1: yeah that would be a,
0: a suggestion i would make for future <laughs> so i i would love in the future to have like the drag show be like part of the after party yeah, or, or that evening would be a blast. entertainment um, that would be so much fun but it was still incredible uh, to see it and there was such a great variety um, we started with like a scream inspired number we had a trick-or-treat number we had some, like, very, like, what what looked like it was going to be gruesome horror drag that <laughs> turned into a White Christmas tribute. My favorite thing I've ever watched. So good. Yep. Yeah, uh, Dragpool performed the sister's number as, like, two horrifying creatures. They're, they're, the fans were made out of, like,
1: stitched together skin. Like, uh, oh, my. It was oh so God. funny. I was cry laughing
0: so it so was, funny it was so good and uh we saw the wonderful mr he uh do a performance um who also is the one who did the the disco mirroring on the giant skeleton that was on the show floor mm-hmm. um, obviously a multi-talented person and uh it was so much fun like the energy in that room was incredible like you could yeah. tell the people were incredibly hype this was one where like it definitely was a huge benefit to be a gold bat because it was standing room only and i i feel like probably some people didn't make it in just because i, was gonna it was say, I think they, in there. they probably could have put that on the main stage honestly yeah. um, i would that definitely deserves to be on the main stage
1: and like every you know sometimes you go see a drag show <laughs> and like there's a couple really standout numbers and everything mm-hmm. else is kind of like i've seen it before i every single one of these performers were so creative yes uh, i believe oceana was her name the first performer who did the scream that mashup was so fun and like when it's st- when it started and the the song she had picked i was like wouldn't it be funny like this song is so um it, it's really lending itself to the plot of scream 4 like wouldn't it be so funny and then she started doing the entire monologue of emma roberts at the end of scream 4 and i was like this is the type of drag i live for like this is so smart it's so funny uh sam drag trick-or-treat sam drag lux the drag queen that was something i didn't know i needed in my life and (laughs) what i mean the costumes incredible yeah that was so much fun i almost didn't make it and i'm so (laughs) glad
0: yes we, I, we were saving a spot for midge and we were like desperately texting and we're like where are you it's starting well and it was like both the best and the worst because i was getting stopped by people who
1: recognized me and wanted to talk yeah. and i like wanted to talk to them but also i was like i have to I see the it. drag <laughs> please <laughs>
0: uh yes it was it was fabulous i was going that's what i was i was like i can't ask midge what her favorite part of the weekend was because she's just gonna say the people and give like a super sweet answer and you already did that so i was correct um but yeah it was it was so much fun um one of the one of the questions that we did get is like is this just for like content creators and definitely Mm, not like certainly by far like Obviously, our little group, we know each other because we all like like to, you know, do Halloween content. So you got kind of like that side of it. Um, but it is for anybody who loves Halloween, who loves horror and spooky stuff. And you stuff. also
1: don't have to come the entire weekend. They yeah. sell single mm-hmm. day passes. So if you live in California and you just want to pop in like on a Saturday and see what it's about, you can do that. Um, it's, and uh, also, I think, I I think we did have a question on our Instagram post about like family friendliness, maybe if I remember right. Um, and like, there were lots of family Uh, one of our friends brought their little, little baby kids. Um, you can definitely bring your kids of all ages. There's stuff for everybody. It's, it's a blast.
0: (laughs) Yes, it was, it was super fun. And I definitely, definitely hope that I will be back. Well, you better be. I mean, it's, We're all I, planning I, I, on I, next I, year already. <laughs> I would say I, I I will be back barring like if I like break my ankle or something then well, I probably.
1: Why won't. are you even putting that out in the universe? <laughs> you, you don't have a strong history with
0: ankles. I don't. That's why it came to mind. <laughs> ankles are a problem. Uh, and there's also so much good cosplay. We didn't even talk about cosplay. Oh. Like, incredible incredible costumes and cosplay from here here you go penny
1: (laughs) here's my favorite part of the weekend that doesn't involve a sappy answer yes uh it was the after party watching the jackal and the pilgrimess from 13 ghosts (laughs) dancing to daft punk was like the funny like that in a nutshell is what midsummer scream is is like horrifying monsters dancing to daft punk
0: (laughs) oh that was so freaking funny So good. Yes. Well, this was an extra long episode, but we had a lot to talk about. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed it. Sorry. It was it was a bit rambly, but, you know, you know that you're you're listening to to two ADHD queens (laughs) right now. So we just got to follow follow the rabbit trail of where it takes us. And that's how it's going to be.
1: I did want to, uh, one more quick thing before yeah. we wrap up, because someone on our post did ask about if they were not at Midsummer Scream and oh, they wanted please. a sticker or, you know, the, so we had uh, our, our El Gato Gomez uh, stickers with us to give out to folks at Midsummer Scream. Um, we are going to have those available to you hopefully very soon. I'm going to try to get that done this week. So, um, but we will make a post on the Ghoul's Night Inn instagram as soon as that's available and you can grab yourself a sticker and hopefully we'll have like mugs and shirts and crap Yay, <laughs> so that, merch. yes because that, that art is too bad. good not to I, I, at minimum i want it on a shirt yes agreed <laughs>
0: uh well that was our Midsummer Scream recap. Thank you for listening. And thank you to everyone who did come and say hi to yes, us. Um, it was so nice that y'all. I know we keep saying this, this was the best part. No, wait, this was the best part. Um, it was so, so incredible to get to meet people who listen to the podcast. And thank you for coming to say hi. If you were too shy to say hi, hopefully we will be back next year. And then you have to, so. That's yeah, you have, you have
1: to come to our live podcast recording in the Midsummer Scream podcast lounge yes. that we're manifesting mm-hmm. right now.
0: <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, we would love to get a rating or a review from you on your podcast app. I do believe we have a new review to read today. We do. Uh, this one is from V
1: Gonzo Street. Uh, Or STM Street, maybe. I don't know. Saint? I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Um, It is a five-star review with the title, Very Bingeable. Hmm. Uh, Have been binging this podcast from episode one to try to catch up, and it's a true delight. Laughed out loud when they talked about the girl with the green ribbon (laughs) around her neck in one of the early episodes, because I absolutely remember that story, and I never met
0: anyone else who knew it. (laughs) Traumatizing.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, That's awesome. I'm glad that we could uh unlock that door in your brain that you certainly <laughs> had closed very tight from from the trauma it caused. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for your review and we're uh we're so happy to have you
0: Benjamin Benjamin yes. the podcast. <laughs> Love it. And if you uh would like to follow along, uh you can find the podcast on Instagram at ghoulsnightinpod night pod. We post fun photos for every episode and things like that. And if you would like to see more of me, you can find me at Penny Snark on all things.
1: And if you're looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster.
0: And as we and our friends trolled us with every time we parted over the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> it's time. We'll see you next time for now. Goodbye. Bye.